0: Episode three of the Poro podcast. Emma Louise. On this episode, we speak to Emma about gut health, running a small business, and mushrooms, not the kind you are thinking.
1: Uh, so, thanks for joining us, Emma.
0: Um, so, let's start with your business,
1: um, Eat Live. How did it start? And uh, yeah, how did you get into it?
2: Right, okay. So thanks for having me, by the way. Um, yeah, so basically a few years ago, just after I'd had my second child, Ethan, I just started getting really run down. And um, I think it's probably because like I'd nursed both of my, ch- my children, so I breastfed them both for like a year. And um, and then obviously the pregnancy takes its toll. And I hadn't been a very healthy user beforehand. And my main concern was sort of being skinny, not being healthy. So, I think after I'd had Ethan, um, basically it just took a toll on my health. And then, what with all the breastfeeding, and um, you know, that sort of robs you of all your nutrients because everything's going straight to the baby, um, I just found myself getting really run down. And I had like a chronic skin condition. Um, I was just, you know, sort of really inflamed, um, chronic eczema, um, which I've experienced all my life, but just kind of like, you know, flared up really badly. I ended up with various things on different courses of antibiotics about four in a row and then eventually realized that they were making me worse so they'd clear up the initial condition And, um, but then I, you know, was getting sort of really weird symptoms like pins and needles and numbness to the point that I thought, oh my God, like, do I have something really serious, you know, maybe something degenerative like MS. So, um, so I'd just be going back to the doctors, sort of looking for answers and just coming away with prescriptions for antibiotics, which you know from my own research I realized at that point and this was a few years ago before gut health was a big thing but I realized just you know just through my own research that actually the antibiotics are killing my immune system because your immune system is based in your gut you know at least around 70% is so when you take the antibiotics they're not just killing the bad bacteria that's causing the illness they're actually killing everything so um so my immunity is really low hence all these other conditions you know sort of cropping up so um so it was at that point where I was offered another course of antibiotics where I just said do you know what I'm going to see what I can do naturally to sort of heal from the initial condition which was um one of which were, was um sort of recurrent boils and you know sort of really sort of horrible things like that um so yeah, so I thought, well, I'm going to look into what I can do naturally. And, um, you know, sort of probiotics through fermented food as opposed to like through a capsule, which aren't which don't tend to be as effective, seemed like a really good option because that basically restores the good bacteria to your gut, which keeps you healthy so um yeah so I decided I well first I'm quite lazy so I decided to try and um, like buy some fermented veggies and at that point I mean now they're quite readily available but the only place I could find them um at that point a few years ago was like this place online um got them they were obviously made quite well but they just were not palatable at all and I was having to like force them down like almost wretching (laughs) and I thought no like surely they you know they should like they could taste better than this so that's when I was kind of forced to start making my own realised I could actually make them a lot more effectively, uh, sorry, a lot more effective medically by using a probiotic starter culture, which gave me specific cultures and not just sort of the random ones that, you know, a little bit hit and miss that are naturally occurring on cabbage. And most importantly, I can make them taste really nice by, you know, sort of using like a certain recipe, a certain fermentation time. So, you know, they weren't too ripe and um yeah it's just started getting better with that and some other natural um things like magnesium for example which just completely cleared up like my lifelong eczema um within a couple of weeks and then thought hmm like I think this needs to be made like available to other people I think people need to know about it and um yeah so then I just thought well I'll make it and sell it like in my community so yeah set up I'm um, a lawyer um, as my main job but I thought well I'll set up a farmer's market stall that like how hard can that be and then <laughs> went from there so a long story to a short question sorry it's
1: all right <laughs> okay so um how many years ago was this when you
2: um so in terms of when I started, Ethan, my little boy, my second, has um, uh, is six now. So, yeah, it would have been about five years ago that I, like, you know, sort of started, um, yeah, just sort of healing myself naturally. With okay. food. and yeah. your
1: your business has been going well
2: yeah hard. for about 3 years okay. now yeah
1: it's
2: going well yes really well yeah there's um yeah it just sells out at my markets i'm now um in a number of shops like um whole food shops in um in london and you know sort of just sort of just outside london um, i do online orders and yeah it's become um i just i do my legal job like one day a week now and i actually do you know sort of this more of the time now so yeah it's just sort of organically grown i suppose
1: oh. and you're at uh, forty hall yes forty uh, hall is that farmers every, market every month or is
2: yeah i think it's it's the second sunday every month but it's a seasonal market so it will be back in the spring right yeah but they've got a website so yeah there'll be details on their website the forty hall farmers market website
1: and what specifically do you sell then mm-hmm. what do you make in-
2: so. Yeah, so I have three main products. So um, the first and what I started with um, is fermented veggies. So for anyone who's not sure what that is, if you've heard of kimchi, that's a type of fermented, um, it's basically a type of fermented cabbage and it tastes a lot better than it sounds. Yeah. It's like a pickle essentially, but instead of using vinegar to preserve the veg, you um you use salt because the vine- because if you use too much vinegar it would kill off the probiotics. And um, and as the um you know, as the sort of pickle ferments then lactic acid is produced, which preserves them. And um, and then also the good bacteria that naturally exists on cabbage just continues to multiply. So you, you know, you end up like with a really sort of supercharged like portion of probiotics there. And I um, personally use a starter culture, like a specific five strain starter culture with my veggies, which means you're not just getting the stuff that Just happens to be there naturally, but you're getting really specific cultures which do specific jobs in your gut. Mm. So that's yeah so that's um one thing I sell so a couple of different types of kimchi I do a really nice cucumber and mint kraut which isn't spicy unlike kimchi and um a red kraut with um beetroot and red cabbage and um I also make an ayurvedic drink which is a form of natural indian medicine um which sort of heals people through spices it's very vitamin c rich and um my third product is raw chocolate and I use medicinal mushrooms in there nothing psychedelic
1: (laughs) (laughs) and how long does the kimchi ferment for like how long do you leave
2: that yeah so I ferment for up to about a week which is quite a short fermentation process most of the um, kimchis and fermented veggies on the market are usually around four weeks but the reason I use a short Process is because I use a starter culture it speeds up it has the effect of speeding up the fermentation process so you don't need four weeks and also happily like if you have a shorter fermentation time it actually tastes nicer and like more fresh than you know you can imagine like a four week old ferment Mm. it tastes quite ripe so unless you like that sort of ripeness it's um, (laughs) you you (laughs) might you might want to just go for something with a shorter fermentation type
3: The thing that I wanted to touch on a little bit was the Ayurvedic, uh, like Indian method, right? Yeah. So why did you, why did you choose that method?
2: Yeah. Like
3: I, I assume there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of different methods to, to eat. Yeah. Specific things to get, um, you know, a certain medical outcome from it or a certain result from it. Um, so why, why did you go for that technique?
2: Yeah, so I was, um, I've always, like, well, since I've been getting into sort of healthy eating and healing through food, I've always been quite drawn to Ayurveda because, um, well, I mean, it's the world's oldest healthcare system. So, yeah, it originates um in India, and um just intuitively, it just a lot of what they teach and practice just makes sense and um, and i've I've actually started studying medical herbalism now, which has like um, a module on Ayurveda and I'm sort of doing it with a focus on Ayurveda. And it's really interesting. A lot of the Ayurvedic principles and guidance are now being proven by Western science. So, for example... um you know, they have really specific guidance about, like, when you should eat in terms of what time of the day you should eat, um, depending on, like, sort of what energy um, is present at that time of the day. And, um, you know, it can sound a little bit airy-fairy, but when you hear about the specifics, they tend to make sense. Now, Western science are actually showing that, yes, actually, lunch should be your biggest meal of the day. Ayurveda say, you know, it's when the sun's highest, it's when you're... Um, energy is at the highest you digest things better then but it's true you know your metabolism is you know sort of um at it's most effective then um <clears throat> so just um yeah so, so a lot of the principles just tend to make sense also they um sort of divide people into what they call dosha and um, types so that's basically like a type of um mind body type and um And you can, you know, when you read about the doshas, they just make intuitive sense. So, um, you know, you can look at someone and see if, um, you know, if perhaps they're sort of prone to weight gain, they're a little bit sluggish, that would be like a kapha imbalance, for example, which... um, you know, which means that they're very earthy and they have a lot of earth, and that might be something that that you that might be something that they were born with. But if it's if they're out of balance with it, it's something that you can correct quite easily with you know sort of certain types of food and spices and, um, and exercise. Um, so, and again, yeah, sort of Western science sort of backs up a lot of um, yeah a lot of what they teach. So um, yeah, it's just an interesting interesting one and very effective as
0: well. And there's some controversial practices with Ayurveda, like some of the certain remedies that they prescribe. Mm. I, I've read some of them. Like, I think yeah. there's arsenic was one of the things yeah. that they tell some people to, to actually consume. Interesting, I, yeah. I know, there, there, are some, there are some really, really good ones. But yeah. um, I, I just had a, 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 I did a bit of research and yeah. there were a few controversial <laughs> Things that they recommend... Like, that they subscribe. But I guess even medicine in the past, Mm. they... mm, They subscribe some things. Bloodletting. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Absolutely, Yeah. yeah. But I wonder how much of it has been... Yeah. modernized or tweaked
2: yeah i think it, at the moment because people are getting really interested in ayurveda because it's the sister science to yoga and you know and yoga i mean is massive now and i think Huge. ayurveda is the next you know next big thing so absolutely yes it's mm. being modernized and um you know <laughs> I d- i've never come across an ayurvedic pra- practitioner prescribing no. <laughs> thank god <laughs> although having said that i've been studying you know um sort of stuff like that in my herbalism course and it's it's funny because you know sort of even things that are poisonous you know in very you know sort of minute doses mm. can actually be seen as healing and can actually have a positive effect there's um but you know obviously you would never expect to see someone prescribed yeah, of <laughs> that but um you can kind of sort of track it back and kind of see the logic you know sort of um it, it, at the time but um, but no uh, yeah, I think it's definitely being sort of brought into you know sort of today's world now, and there are a lot of things in Ayurveda, which is why you have to take everything with a pinch of salt that just don't make sense now, you no, know no like unintended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for instance um, you know they say, don't eat food that's more than a few hours old, for example, uh, which, you know, and everyone's batch cooking everything now, so that's, like, a bit of a contradiction. But why that is probably quite sensible for, like, fresh veggies, which will be oxidised and smoothies and stuff, you know, there's actually no reason that you can't, you know, sort of, like, have a curry, like, the next day. And, in fact, like, everyone knows the curry tastes better, the flavours have intensified, like, it's more digestible, like, the protein in there will be more digestible. And really, the reason you know that's just based on the fact that they didn't have fridge you know they didn't Mm -hmm. have like um, refrigeration you know in those days so um yeah so I think with anything like you just have to not blindly follow it but just you know sort of research everything and and pick and choose yeah exactly so yeah no arsenic you know (laughs) um
1: so going back to kimchi if someone was going to start how would you consume that was it just as it is or do you have it uh with something i've never had it so
2: yeah yeah it's actually really straightforward to make and i give recipes um like if people are interested so just email me and i'll um, give you a simple recipe um but yeah essentially like if you've never had anything fermented you probably want to start off quite um gradual with it because particularly if your immune system is quite compromised it can have quite you know like a strong detoxing effect Mm. so um if you're not used to fermented food you might even want to just start off with a teaspoon of the brine first. Really? First of all, yeah, and then a small, you know, and then as it, you know, after a few days, like a small um, sort of spoonful of, like a teaspoonful of a um, of veg. With my veggies, I actually say on the label, like, don't eat more than a forkful a day because I think people think if something's good for you, you just want to, you know, just jar. more <laughs> is better. Yeah, and people, because my stuff is tasty, like, a lot of my customers have, like, eaten the whole jar in one go.
1: Any with and, any um, bad like
2: repercussions you might or might be in the bathroom right. for a little bit longer <laughs> than you normally be. I mean if you're used to it, it's not yeah, gonna sort of have a massive effect, but you just don't need that amount. Think of it as natural medicine. So a thoughtful is all you're ever gonna need, like a day, or even like once your um, you know, your gut health is tip top, even just a few times a week, like a thoughtful with a meal.
1: So Be absolutely you, fine. You were saying there was a, a burger place in Finsbury Park,
0: yeah, the, and they put a bit of kimchi on top of the yeah. burger, which was quite cool. Yeah, but yeah. I also had some the other day at a Japanese restaurant oh, as a yeah. starter, really nice, like yeah. spicy but quite refreshing at the yeah. same time.
2: Yeah, yeah, lovely. Yeah, I love kimchi. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, and it's nice trying all the different types as well because there's like everyone does it a bit differently, like even it's a Korean um food, and um, yeah, like. Even sort of amongst Korean people, they all have their own recipes, and so you can be quite adventurous as well when you start making your own. Like as long as you sort of stick to cabbage being the bulk of the recipe, and I say that because cabbage is naturally really high in the good bacteria that preserves it, you know, and is good for your health. So you'd want to sort of a recipe that sort of has mostly cabbage in it. Mm. But then, yeah, you can you know sort of be quite adventurous, different types of ingredients and spices.
0: Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing once, there was a, I think it was on chef's table, there was a Korean monk, she was like 90 years old and she yeah. used to make her own kimchi by yeah. like, burying it in clay pots. Yeah, on the yeah,
2: in the three. Japanese pots.
0: Yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, she would leave them for ages, but they were calling it temple food, and they had loads of really? food critics saying it's the, one of the best kimchis they've ever heard. Oh, wow, yeah, and that sounds amazing. Of, yeah, there are lots of things we've studied with, um, like Buddhism like certain foods you shouldn't eat i think i was saying yeah. garlic and stuff
2: yeah that's um that's a principle in ayurveda actually mm. um yeah uh, garlic and um, i think onion um are considered to um not be sort of have a dulling effect on the body and um again that's something that you might want you know just want to kind of feel out for yourself like do research yourself there have been because there are a lot of health properties of garlic and people yeah. take garlic for heart health and you know sort of other things um but then there have been some medical studies that have like backed up some of what ayurveda is saying is saying about garlic so again you know i think with everything you know use like a system like that as guidance but you know don't take anything you know sort of word for word mm, i guess mm. the
3: part of that is about trying for yourself yeah that's and it seeing what works for you that's it um yeah. Like, don't follow anything blindly, just yeah. you know, That's it. Don't, I think don't that... take arsenic.
1: Um one thing I'm really interested in is uh, the mushrooms. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> <No. Interesting. laughs> um no. is it Rishi, Roshi have you? Yeah,
2: Rishi, yeah. I've heard it pronounced Rishi and Reishi. Yeah. Um I tend to say Reishi, but I don't think it matters. Not a, not not many people know about these mushrooms, so I think you can kind of say <laughs> you are no for one's now. gonna correct you for now, yeah.
1: Yeah, I um, obviously you supply us with um, raw truffles and they have uh, reishi in them yes. and every time someone asks oh what are these and we say oh they're these uh, raw truffles and yeah. they ask what's in them and as soon as we <laughs> say mushroom they're like they kind of pull a face <laughs> but they you i mean you mm-hmm. can't taste any but, like, no. mushroom flavors huh. um and they are very tasty yeah um but i've been trying uh something called lion's mane yes. i think i i yeah. read it on um dr Rhonda patrick oh yes i like her Uh, yeah yeah she's she's quite interesting um and i've just had you know half a teaspoon in my coffee and i don't know if it's a placebo effect or what but i feel like i'm more focused when um i've had that yeah yeah um more so than when it's just coffee
2: yeah um do
1: you know much about mushrooms and that, you know what benefits they
2: have yeah um yeah i mean reishi is the one i particularly use in my chocolates but i'm actually planning to bring out a couple of different varieties and one would be with lion's mane right. so i'm currently yeah so i'm currently about to start like researching that like in a bit more depth and also chaga mushroom is the other one that has like amazing health benefits and all these mushrooms like happily go really well with like chocolate and coffee like they're just a little bit bitter in um you know sort of in taste so they combine really well with food Um, but lion's mane um I know that that's like really um, really good for the brain like you said for focus and concentration and um whereas reishi um is uh you know sort of it's really antioxidant. It's um it's a, it's called the mushroom of immortality, like colloquially. Oh. So um yeah, which you know sort of just yeah sort of goes to show like it's sort of health giving properties I suppose. Like that's what, you know, that's what, what it's coined. But yeah, they all have different sort of functions with the body. But lion's mane is um yeah there's quite a lot of research with that on like the brain chemistry and it seem, it does seem to be really positive. Mm. So yeah, maybe not just the placebo mm. effect. And I know that people will have it with coffee and you can get like um, supplements like where it's already pre-mixed into coffee and um, and the coffee dose is quite low and um, and it's actually more of the mush, you know, so people are getting the same sort of hit but the hit is actually coming from the mushroom sort of as opposed to the caffeine.
1: So do you take Lion's Mane or...
2: I do. I'm not taking that at the moment, but, um, I've had that in the past and it was mixed in with either coffee or hot chocolate. There's, um, a company I really like called Four Sigmatic and they do like blends of, um, and I've had, um, like at various points, like the Chaga, the Lion's Mane. And, you know, obviously I, I use the Reishi anyway with the chocolate and just, you know, sort of, um, with hot drinks. And, um, so depending on what I, what sort of effects I want, like, you know so well pick accordingly
1: so what was the the reishi like, like what would you use that for yeah
2: so reishi is particularly good for hormones for okay. hormonal balance and um so anyone suffering from adrenal fatigue for example that's um that's something that's being looked into you know sort of a lot these days because um i think just because of our stressful life we tend to find that we like our adrenaline is like you know sort of going 10 to the dozen even though it doesn't need to be because you know you're your adrenaline is only really supposed to be, um, sort of used like traditionally when you were like, you know, trying to escape, like being attacked by a predator or something. But now like, you know, you're late for work and you get like a rush of adrenaline, you know, um, someone looks at you the wrong way and you get you know like a rush of adrenaline so like we're constantly getting flooded with it and that leads to um that seems to lead like the the research seems to be showing that that leads to like adrenal fatigue in the body and um, race is really helpful with that and um it has what's called an adaptogenic effect which means that um, in terms of your hormones, it um, causes your hormones to adapt themselves back into balance. So regardless of what the imbalance is, it works to correct it. So again, that's just another reason why we should all, I think, be looking at what we can do with these foods and just like bringing them into our diets, not just as a quick fix, but just like changing our diets long term.
3: So at the moment, like I'm doing it, I am kind of flit in and out of being vegan like a non dairy mm. vegan and then occasionally I'll eat a bit of cheese. Yeah, yeah. So currently I, I am vegan at the moment. <laughs> this, it's, since it's, this morning. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about nine thirty <laughs> in the morning, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's easier to do it um when it's veganary because you keep getting those reminders yes. only, and it kind of keeps you on track, which is you know, which is great. Right now I take like a B B twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Um and then I take iron with like mixed with vitamin C yes. as well. And yes. that's just in tablet form yeah are there like ayurveda alternatives Mm. to that instead so instead of me taking the b12 is there something within that practice that you can take instead Mm -hmm. of just taking the the tablet
2: yeah 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 um i'm not sure about specifically um ayurveda but what i personally do um because i'm a vegetarian although i kind of lean to being a vegan because I don't have that much dairy either so, so we're on a similar page um is seaweed so spirulina um and barley grass I think spirulina in, got that tastes taste hasn't I know it? it's Ponged. disgusting when you just mix it with water <laughs> but again okay, I'll give you a little a little tip for spirulina have pineapple with it it completely like sort of either masks or transforms the taste but it just makes it really palatable you can't even tell it's there or maybe it's because I've been taking it for ages but I feel that when you have like you know just some frozen pineapple or something just okay. like pop that um into a smoothie. smoothie I okay. have that yeah most mornings actually because um because I don't because I tend to um you know, sort of always be on the borderline of, you know, being like low iron, you know, that's something that I'm always like sort of focused on. And that was when I was eating meat, by the way. So I'm really sort of super focused. Now I'm not eating meat that, um, yeah, that, the B12, and just iron generally is something that I need, and um, yes, yeah, spirulina is like massively high in it. So okay. it, you can have capsules as well, like if you really
1: yeah. can't.
2: Okay. It. But it does work in a smoothie with pineapple. Trust me. Okay, I will try it and report back.
1: <laughs> Do you know much about broccoli sprouts? Yes. <laughs> and what, what are the? I have heard it's good things.
2: A broccoli sp- Sprout um, extract capsule before it came. In. Perfect, <laughs>
1: the timing is impeccable. Is so really tell, blurry, tell yeah. us about. I've I've heard some good things about it, but I've, I haven't looked into it. Um, yeah. So I thought you'd be the ideal person to ask
2: yeah this feels like um, a quiz actually (laughs) so I'm glad I just started researching (laughs) yeah so I'm experimenting with this at the moment like literally just for the last few weeks but I was also like reading about the benefits and um so this wouldn't apply to you because this is sort of more of a female benefit but um they really seem to help with um estrogen dominance which is um can be a precursor to breast cancer <clears throat> and um, and just nudging your estrogen in the right direction. So for the women who are listening to that that's a that's a specific like sort of female benefit for um broccoli sprouts. And um and it's something that isn't um like the reason it's broccoli sprouts and not just broccoli is because this is a really concentrated form of like you know sort of the good stuff that's in Mm. broccoli um but just generally with um broccoli sprouts um they have really strong anti-cancer um properties from what i've been reading and um and also antioxidant um effects as well so just generally i think you know um you know, if you are looking to like, you know, sort of really you know sort of improve your immune system and just your health generally I you know I think they would definitely be an amazing addition and um, I haven't tried sprouting my own yet but apparently I've funnily enough I just bought my mum like a broccoli sprouting kit because she's really interested in the benefits as well and um, apparently you it's very easy to do and you know you can like have them done within a few days just like on your kitchen you know sort of work surfaced in a jar so, and then you would, you know, sort of ideally be looking to have like half a cup to a cup, um, you know, a day. Blended,
1: so, maybe, or just. Uh, I think
2: as far as I'm aware, you can have you could have them like sort of any, any which way. way, yeah, yeah, any which way. Or if you um, can't be bothered with all that, you can get what, which is what I've done. <laughs> you can get them. You can actually get the extract in um, in a capsule, and um, you know, so. Yeah, while well, you're getting yourself in a position to be ready to make your own sprouts, you could yeah, you could just actually take them in a capsule and you literally just need one a day, and then that gives you the equivalent, you know, of what you'd be getting from that amount of sprouts. Because the thing um with broccoli sprouts, as I understand it, is there's not much point just um, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, they're, you're, they're still very healthy. So, of course, just eat them whenever. But if you eat them whenever, you're not going to get the sort of benefits that you read about. You do need to, you know, sort of be taking them in quite big doses consistently, which is why I feel for some things like that, sometimes a supplement is a bit easier until mm-hmm. you can get, like, into a routine of sprouting and, you know, sort of
1: eating. So getting. you've only been taking the capsules? I've,
2: um, the yeah, because I've only started researching this quite recently, actually. And um, so, yeah, I've researched for ages actually a really good capsule because there's only one on the market that really gives you what I would call like a medicinal dose so um I can let you know the details yeah, um sure. yeah afterwards and you know um maybe put the information in the show notes or something mm, yeah. for you know if people are interested but yeah there's just one brand that have and I think they've um sort of I don't know whether they've patented the technology or something like that or um, there's some sort of legal protection which means that only they're actually only they're doing it so it's so for me if you're going to have the capsule you might as well order it from them it's not overly expensive mm-hmm. and um you know and just get the and get the dose that you want because that's why you're you know that's why you're taking it okay. so yeah I'm planning to open up the capsule though and start putting it in smoothies as opposed to just taking it as a yeah if, yeah with your spirulina around pineapple
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah exactly you else. know it yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: So, okay, if for like the average listener who's not massively into all these different things, but they wanted to start, what kind of maybe three or four things would you say to try? Because because you know it could it can yeah. be overwhelming right? I've got to eat mushrooms I've got I've got to like to take... a starter. Kit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I um, yeah, I mean definitely. Um, yeah, I often like give people like you know sort of like a starter detox, like you know sort of starter detox tips. So, um, you know for sure like get in touch, you know get on my mailing list, and I like and I literally will email you a simple like you know detox plan if you're interested. I'm also putting a detox three day detox package um, for people who just want to start like kickstart things and everything starts for you including um, meal kits so so look out for that but in terms of like just what you can do today just to start like nudging yourself in the right direction like I definitely wouldn't try and do anything drastic because stuff like that just isn't sustainable I've done that before where I've just gone you know sort of on like a really sort of you know drastic like you know um Dietary change, and and it's just you know, it can be quite stressful for the body, and you can end up like doing more harm than good, I think, with some of the diets out there because even if they're quite good substantively, just changing like everything around so dramatically is actually quite stressful. Which you know, we know that stress is really, um, you know, it's sort of harmful for the body. So, what I would, what I tend to tell people to do is, um, start with, um, sort of taking out the low hanging fruit. So, um, so I was. I always sort of encourage people to think of like taking out the white stuff. So um, no refined sugar, for example. So, you know, fruit, fine, um, you know, sort of unrefined sugar, like maybe stuff made with maple syrup, which is low GI, doesn't spike your blood sugar, you know, fine. But like no white sugar, nothing refined um no um so that'd also be like no white carbs no white bread um you know sort of white rice that kind of thing just go for whole grain um stuff um also dairy again white stuff so take out um you know sort of at least lactose so you know if you want to continue like having milk like if you could find raw milk for example you know that's a really nice way of drinking dairy because it it because it's not pasteurized it contains the enzymes that you need to digest it so um yes so no white stuff which are those sort of three main things then um you might want to um, just start with your breakfast in terms of like, you know, sort of nudging your health in the right direction. So, don't, So again, don't do everything um, all at once, but maybe just look at how you can make your breakfast really, you know, sort of... Um, sort of healing and you know sort of lots of um good stuff in there so whether that's a really nutrient dense smoothie that's personally what i like to do because i find it easy i've you know i'm rushing in the mornings to get my kids um into school so i'll like you know i've got a nutribullet which makes things easier mm. so i'll just you know sort of pop all the stuff that i want to get into my body quickly into the smoothie so what's it what's a typical
1: morning smoothie
2: okay so i've started giving you the recipe already i think but i'm yeah so we're talking about spirulina like particularly if you're not a big meat eater as well that's great for like you know b12 like it's um you know sort of iron and maybe like a hemp protein powder um so that's like a good source of protein but then also omega um omega oils Uh, some pineapple just to make things taste nice. And also that contains lots of digestive enzymes. And um, you could see, you could start with those things and then maybe just blend with water or even, um, you know, just maybe half a cup of fruit juice. You don't want too much fruit juice in there because, you know, as you can imagine, it's all the sugar with none of the fiber, maybe like half a glass of apple juice and then half glass of water and just Blend that together and maybe put some avocado in there, you know, just to make it a bit more filling and to give yourself, you know, all the good fats and things, and you know, and to and and have that maybe even with a few nuts like um, macadamia nuts or Brazil nuts, which are really good for the brain, for example, and um you know, just make it enough so that it gets you through to lunch, so that you're not snacking because that's another thing. That's another Ayurvedic tip, actually. They're really, really hot on like not not. Like just having your three meals and not snacking in between. When you're constantly grazing, like we often are, even when it's healthy stuff, you're basically just causing your blood sugar to sort of be constantly, you know, sort of raised, and your your digestion is having to work constantly, you know. And that's a lot of energy that your body's using up. You should be looking to, you know, have a meal that's, um, you know, that's that sustains you to the next meal basically so that your digestion can have a rest in between the meals and then you know sort of looking to um and this would be another tip actually so along with the no white stuff looking at, you know sort of having a healing breakfast you know a nice healthy healing breakfast and um, I think the third rule would be to have an eating window So, and all that really means is that, you know, come maybe seven o'clock if you can, if you're, you know, if you can do that with your work schedule, maybe eight o'clock, like just don't eat after then you know sort of make sure you have a dinner that's enough to kind of see you through that you're not going to be you know sort of getting hungry later and um you know and then don't eat until the next morning like you're supposed to be you know that's why it's breakfast because you're breaking your fast so you also so you don't have to you know sort of do anything dramatic with intermittent fasting but just that's what I do, do you i've, I've been yes. doing it for three years oh, it's wow. great. yeah no i like intermittent fasting but, you know sort of having your evening meal fairly early and Then just not eating again, you know. Like, so you might not want to watch TV like too late at night if, if you tend to always snack when you're TV. It's to create, isn't it? It's so, yeah. I mean, I'm you know the worst for that. Like, if I'm watching TV, like, it doesn't feel like it feels like I have to be eating something. Yeah. So now, like, after I eat, I'll tend to like have a bath or you know, sort of do something else, you know, do something um you know sort of do something that doesn't make me think i need to you know i need to keep eating here Mm. so yeah so so those three things um you know no white stuff look at your breakfast you know um plan your breakfast and um you know and have a early dinner and leave it there until the next morning
1: okay and in terms of and some kimchi as well Mm -hmm. you would you'd I
2: would always yeah I would always recommend kimchi so um yeah definitely as um you know just to bring that in like for your immune system and um if you're looking to heal if you've you know if you are quite run down and you are um you know when you are sort of dealing with illness like you know provided um obviously you know you should sort of check with whoever your health practitioner is but you might even want to um, bring in some fermented veggies so again just a little bit like I said at the outset so start very um, slowly with it you might even want to sort of bring something like that in first thing in the morning because your body is going to be very receptive your body's very receptive first thing in the morning to nutrients so that's why I always say you know Always like, you know, if you're going to, if you're looking to start somewhere, start with breakfast and um, either a probiotic capsule, but be careful about the cultures that are in there or some fermented food. You know, you could have like just a teaspoon of something like as soon as you wake up, like, Mm. you know, you're giving, particularly if it's not made with um, specific cultures that are like, you know, that are lab tested to survive in the gut. If you're just going to make your own, for example, have a little bit, I know it might not seem palatable at first, but you'll get used to it and have a little bit first thing in the morning because then you give those cult the cultures that are on there the best chance of surviving mm-hmm. um, through your digestion process if you're if you're having them like on an empty stomach, you know, sort of ideally first thing. So that's yeah, that's just a little um, bonus tip as well. <laughs>
3: Appreciate it. So one one thing I've been thinking about as you've been um, talking is a lot of this a lot of and this is not for everyone else, but for you specifically. A lot of this sounds like it takes a, a lot of time to research, um, a fair amount, as well as a business, like a fair amount to kind of keep up. Yeah. So, how do you how do you balance having a business, being a lawyer, yeah, and being a mother of two? Uh, how how old are your children?
2: um six and um about to turn 10 (laughs) next week
3: yeah that's incredible yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so having two two children who need you know as as much attention as children do um how do you how do you balance that do you think that uh, yeah i'm gonna give up saying that word um (laughs) do you do you feel that helps you be able to uh do all of those things at the same time
2: yeah yeah well yeah i i have to say the business is and I know it's a bit of an overused word but it has become a passion and um, and it wasn't something that you know I was you know sort of just grew up thinking oh I'm really into healthy eating but it was very much like you know I was just kind of forced into it because I was ill and then when I saw like it it just felt like so miraculous that you know sort of just eating differently and having certain supplements could make such a, a massive difference um, yeah, it just became, it's just become a big passion. So I, it always feels like I couldn't not do this side of things because it's just, it just interests me. I'll be sitting there or, you know, sort of on the internet and stuff. And like, and I just think, oh, broccoli sprouts, for example, let me start it. And then I'll go down that rabbit hole. So, um, so now I feel like I'm just Doing what I want to do already but just in a more controlled way so you know the business side of things is making it available to like people in my community you know and sort of beyond that and um you know and not just selling the stuff but also just talking about it and like kind of educating people because you know obviously it does take a lot of research but because it's just my interest it's just stuff I want to be reading anyway so um just in terms of like how I manage it logistically um my kids are at school. So, and now I only work as a solicitor one day a week. So basically my business time is while my kids, kids are at school. So I'll drop them off and I have a lady who acts me now and we'll literally, you know, sort of drive, like I'll pick her up. We'll go to like the commercial kitchen together. Or if we're doing anything like, at our, you know, my house in Enfield, we'll go there and, um, you know, and then we'll be making stuff or she'll be making stuff and I'll be, you know, sort of maybe doing marketing stuff. And, um, and then, Um, I've started, I've sort of brought in a rule that once I, um, leave the car to pick my kids up, like at the end of the day, I turn my phone off and it just, just psychologically, it just helps me to switch off from, you know, sort of business mode into right you know now like I'm present with my kids and you know and then I'm gonna you know take them to their activities and come back and do dinner and then it's mum mode you know and then on a Friday I'm you know it's lawyer mode basically so I've had to be quite like (laughs) like a lot of demarcation and you know sort of sort of boundaries like around my time because it yeah otherwise it could be a little bit overwhelming but I think because I enjoy it and, um and I have sort of set it up where I kind of know, like what I'm doing each, you know, sort of, you know, sort of each part of my day. Yeah, it it, it works. It, yeah, it works. It's busy, but it works. Yeah.
1: yeah. Was um, it, was it, sorry, go on. Thank you. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, because
3: you said you've been doing it for five, there the five years, there yeah, yeah. About, so, yeah. you know, but you're. Children would have been one and six. Yeah. It's about right. <laughs> one, and, uh, one and four. four. Yeah. One and four. four. Yeah. <laughs> Maths is not my forte. Eh? <laughs> um, so what do you think? Has it gotten easier as they've got older? Or, or have, you know...
2: It has, yeah. Although what I've done is I've kind of just let it, it's kind of grown organically, I suppose. So when, um, you know, so when I, because I got into it, I got into it for myself, like when my youngest was one. So that was more just me like healing myself. Um, but then when um, Ethan, my youngest went to went to nursery, you know, then I had a couple of hours, which is when I started thinking, oh, like I could get a stall at Palmer's Green Farmer's Market, which was a thing then, but it's not, I don't think it's, um, I, I think that one has, has stopped. And um, so, you know, and then I thought from there, you know, as a, again, I only had a few hours, but oh, I could, um, you know, sort of contact the local um, Whole food store in Forty Hall and see if they would want to stock it. So, you know, and then, so every you know and then when they both went to school then I had a little bit more time on my hands so as I've had a bit more time you know I've just it's just kind of grown you know sort of in accordance with how much time I have but I feel like because I'm quite um because I'm quite focused on sort of what my priorities are and um you know and how I want my life to look generally um it, The business, well, no, no specific area takes over. You know, I try and be quite focused and reflective on like how much time I'm spending. You know, sort of on what area. So it, yeah, so it all kind of flows as much as possible.
1: (laughs) So do you do do you cover all aspects of the business yourself, or do you have other people that help you out?
2: Yeah, so it is very very tiny at the moment. So it's mostly me, but um, I have um, a lady who pretty much does. The bulk of the making, um, her name's Elizabeth. You know, we're quite flexible because it's a small business. So, um, you know, sort of most days we'll be doing something. Also, my husband, Craig, does all my deliveries (laughs) for me, or most of them anyway. So um, we were just talking (laughs) offline about um, sort of, you know, we try and batch them like on a particular Saturday of the month and then he'll go out and do everything to try and make it as efficient as possible. Again, so also... um, you know like although we're all involved it's not like and Craig's involved it's not sort of cutting too much you know sort of into it's not as though we get an order and then every you know every time we get an order that Saturday like he'll be going out delivering no we try and you know sort of be quite um structured and like what time is for the business and um yeah so um the three of us and my brother kevin as well is amazing like he does um market stalls for me so often it will just be him doing like the stalls now um like I might do one and he'll and he might do two for example and um and shop sampling so people can taste um taste before they buy and um I mean he just loves it because he's just really charismatic and it suits his personality he'll just you know be give, giving everyone kimchi <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love those people right? at the opening of uh, Organic we're like oh what have
2: we got here <laughs> exactly yeah we're those people yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: the best kind of people so it's, was it quite daunting starting uh, a new business yeah. and what advice would you give to someone who wanted to start a small business, but you know, you think obviously firstly it's your product, yeah. Uh, how are you going to market it, the financial side of it, yeah, yeah. paying tax, yeah, doing courses, there are a lot of um, different aspects to, mm-hmm. to starting a business and I know it can put people off. Yeah. Um, What did you do to overcome that and uh, what advice would you give?
2: Yeah, well, um, I think because my business started like very sort of organically, um, it's, yeah, I never, it wasn't as though I sat down and thought, right, I want to start a business. What am I going to sell? It was very much like, oh, this is amazing. It needs to be out there. Um, So it was coming from sort of that, um, it was coming from that approach. And I think a lot of um, businesses these days are coming to it, like in the way I did, which is I can't find this anywhere else. So it's almost everybody's like origin story now, like on Instagram and Facebook and on their websites, like we wanted this and we couldn't find it in the shops. So we had to make it out. You know, it's all like it's all kind of like, a lot of small businesses like are coming from that angle. So I think that's a really nice angle to come from because then you kind of know there's a demand because. um you know because if you're the customer like none of us are that unique you know there's probably going to be you know sort of thousands of people who like are not just in your demographic but are just like you and have the same need for that thing so um so if you're so if your product kind of meets your need it's probably you know sort of needed by other people so definitely start and then the way I did it was just to start very small and just to like you know sort of build it up very gradually and um just sort of around my existing life. And I think... You know, everyone, everyone seems to have a side hustle these Mm -hmm. days. And I think it's a really good thing because um, because then you're not just, you know, um, like jumping off a cliff and like putting your mortgage in jeopardy. You know, you're keeping your main thing, maybe reducing that a little bit um, if you want to. And, um, you know, and then just carving out a little bit of time to, you know, to work on your business and um, without it being sort of a massive risk for you and your family. Um, I definitely say you know sort of like if it's a product for example like and like particularly like a food product like definitely like test it like with a farmer's market for example Mm. that's perfect because people are tasting it and then they're either buying it or they're not so you can see whether it's you know whether people like it whether you can make some money and you can bootstrap it as well because then you're making like money as you go you know you're selling um you know sort of x amount of product very low like startup costs and um you know then you've got a bit of money for your next you know batch and you know you sort of bootstrapping like that so um yeah I would start very small I would definitely look at the legal stuff I have to say that obviously <laughs> 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 because um like before I you know sort of even booked my market store I made sure like I had liability insurance you know all of all of that stuff in place because you want to protect yourself you know you don't want to you know I'm quite an impulsive person in other areas but I think when you're supplying something to someone else you have to be ultra careful because you've got a duty of care you know to that person and you've got a legal you know obviously you have legal duties so so definitely look at you know um insurance like with a food product obviously you have to have all your food safety training in place and register with council and do that kind of thing so definitely um don't be in too much of a rush to start that you don't like put the foundation in place it doesn't take long just to put those and it's not particularly costly just to put just to have that sort of small foundation and then just go slowly from there and just um you know have a big vision but start small. So right. big vision but then do things like step by step. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: that's good advice. Yeah. Um how many stores are you in now?
2: Um oh God, I think um about seven, seven stores now. So yeah, so still still little, but building, um yeah. but yeah, but building slowly and um yeah, it feels about right. I don't have any um intention or inclination to ever be like a massive product business so I wouldn't mm. want to be in supermarkets for example that's not that's never something I'm going to pursue um but if I Apple say now. I yeah. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well actually probably not to be honest because I feel like it doesn't suit my brand and um, I want to be quite small and have control of the product like quality control of the product mm-hmm. and once you start getting into supermarkets I think you I mean I've, I'm, I don't know whether sort of some people manage it but generally you need to have a manufacturer involved mm-hmm. for example you lose that like connection with the product and it's just not it's not it doesn't um, that doesn't light me up the idea of like you know that sort of business model so I'd rather expand by um sort of you know um like dealing with people more directly, for example. Mm. So for example, you know, I've got my three-day detox package um, coming out and I'd rather sort of expand that way and maybe with like recipe videos and courses, for example, as opposed to like having a massive product business that's everywhere.
3: Mm. Yeah, I was going to say that part of, you know, part of your brand is you. Yes. And you can't put you in every supermarket, right? <laughs> <Then> <laughs> yes. you, and part of the enjoyment, part of the passion is you talking to your your customers talking to people who, you know, want to get involved and imparting your research and things that you've looked into, things that you've learned over time yeah. to them. And I think that's you know, you go you go past a certain size of business and you lose that. Yes. And like, you know, yeah. your enjoyment comes from talking to people and seeing mm. the benefits from them and getting yeah. that feedback as well. So I yeah, I get where you're coming from.
2: Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And um, I think sort of the bigger you get, the easier it is to just lose sight of like why you started it in Mm -hmm. the first place. And I, I don't want that to happen. So I would like it to be, you know, sort of ultimately, you know, sort of a big, you know, sort of business that's impacting lots of people, but not necessarily through, you know, sort of having like a product that's, you know, sort of everywhere, you know, sort of on the shelves. I think there are other ways of doing that and making a big impact and having, you know, sort of a good-sized business without necessarily going down that that route, yeah, and preserving the integrity of the brand, like, yeah, what you were sort of getting at.
1: I really like the idea of um, uh, videos, recipes, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, even just – you were saying earlier about how to make your own kimchi. Yes, yeah. Um, and I don't think it would impact – uh, your product either yeah. because you know some people don't have time to to make these things and they just want to buy it exactly but, yeah. yeah to put something out there that's for people I... to see as well yeah so. it's a good idea
2: oh good yeah it's <laughs> uh, <So> in <laughs> the making
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh so many plans right it's def- exactly yeah and is one day the plan to stop the law yeah. or is that something you want to keep
2: yeah um no actually yeah people sort of I think always assume when you've got like a more of a corporate job and then you've got like a sort of a passion project that you're like trying to get out (laughs) like (laughs) you're nine to five but actually i really enjoy my legal job so i've got yeah i i love it because and um like it just by coincidence i suppose it's employment law and i'm dealing with small businesses so literally everyone i speak to pretty much is a small business like doing what i'm doing but in my job, like I'm advising them on like, you know, like sort of how to do things legally and you know, the employment like sort of law side of things. But it feels like it actually like fits in really well yeah. with what I'm doing because obviously I'm a small business as well. So um yeah, no, I love it. And it's um it just uses a different like different skills, like different part of my brain. And um and also it's nice because um as any mum can relate to it's nice to get out <laughs> of the house <laughs> and go to an office sometimes That's and true. actually have like yeah like an disturbed lunch break and <laughs> talk to
1: grown-ups <laughs> it's good that you've got that flexibility as well to have yeah. like one day dedicated to that job and the rest of the time to obviously run your business and yeah family
2: time. yeah no it is it's yeah and um part-time law jobs are like really hard yeah, to come by so yeah I'm definitely in no hurry to <laughs> to yeah to leave that I'm really fortunate
0: I also read on your website that um, you donate a portion of your profits to charity.
2: Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. 10% of um, my turnover goes um, to action against hunger. So I do that every season. And um, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I always (laughs) forget to mention that and they don't have it on the jars or like, you know, Mm -hmm. on the products because I'm such a tiny business. Like it's um they they can't really give me like stickers and stuff to put on the job because it's considered like a benefit and there's tax mm-hmm. sort of implications but I do yes give 10 percent um of to so action against hunger and I've done that from the outset because again it's never just been about like oh, I just want to have a massive product you know in all the supermarkets that make loads of money you know, of course I you know want to make money as well it's not a uh, not for profit organisation but like it's always been like part of a bigger purpose which is like we do some good basically so um you know we're doing good for our customers by providing like a really you know sort of uh, uh, sort of healing product that you know is specifically going to help with gut health, and we're doing good for the you know sort of wider world in terms of you know sort of helping to you know feed people. So, Action
1: Against Hunger is a global thing, is it?
2: It but- is, yeah. So, and um, they've got um, so basically, they um work in developing countries and um one thing they I mean they do have loads of different initiatives and projects but one thing they do is um is that they have like um I I forget the name but they're sort of um malnutrition packs um which they you know so if there's a disaster you know there's starvation malnutrition you can you know sort of give one of these packs to a child or you know the mum and the kids and um it's really high energy food that just brings them back you know from the brink of starvation basically at one point the 10% was going specifically to that project which I love I think everyone has something like a cause that like particularly bothers them and I grew up like um Um, you know seeing like the Ethiopian crisis and seeing the starving children and it just you know like I just remember thinking like how can this like how can like this is ridiculous like right why do we have all this food and you know and the there are babies on the tv so I just couldn't understand it as a child and I I just remember thinking like how can the grown-ups let this happen and I feel like well now I'm a grown-up like I have to sort of do my bit and it feels almost like i'm helping myself as much as helping anyone else because i'm kind of you know sort of helping that sort of child in me that was so upset you know with um you know seeing all those sort of images on the tv mm. so yeah it's really important to me and it just feels like cuz it's a food business as well it feels nice to be able to feed people here you know and help their health and then also to feed people like more widely
1: and i guess finally where can people What's your website? What's your Instagram? Is that the the best way yeah. to, to find you or follow you?
2: At my um, website, you can subscribe to my newsletter. And I send out... It's and I'm not going to spam you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like one email per season. It's an Ayurvedic thing to do a seasonal detox. So, like, you... Um, you know just start eating much more simply like you know maybe concentrate a bit more on supplements and your digestive health so every season i tend to like email people like a detox plan like an easy one that you can do and um yeah and that's the next thing i've um i'm sort of planning to actually put together a detox package where it's all done for you including meal kits so um you don't have to like find out where you can buy spirulina and yeah. barley grass and broccoli sprouts. It's all just sort of, you know, done for you and affordably. We'll
0: make sure that's yeah. all in the show. Yeah. Right fantastic, sure. thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having chatting. me. It's been
2: amazing. Yeah. <laughs> really enjoyed it.
0: I hope you enjoy listening to episode three of the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Poirover Podcast or me, Colin underscore Stanton82. And me, Jade. At Jo films, on Instagram and Twitter. and you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Docs James Stanton. hope you enjoyed and catch us on the next one.